0: Since the first of the year, I've had uh, one particular stri- scripture just stirring in my heart, and that's from the chapter, first chapter of John, and we'll get there in just a minute. The, uh, I want to tell a little story. There was the, du- the Duchess of Gordon, who uh, was born around 1748. She lived until 1812. Uh, was from Scotland, loved to party, loved to throw parties. She actually helped raise a king's army in Scotland called the Highland Regiment, um, which stayed in existence from 1794. It was disbanded in 1994. But she tells, a, there's a story told of her and a companion that's visiting this cottage in Scotland. And when a peddler came into the cottage and threw his pack down and he asked for a drink of water. And, and the woman of the house, the woman of the cottage, handed him a drink of water. But as she handed it, she, said, she asked him, do you know anything of the water of life? And he said, by the grace of God, I do. And he drank his water. And then he said, let us pray. And these are the, I think there's about 30 words in this. These are the words he prayed. O Lord, give us grace to fill our, our need of grace. Feel our, our need of grace. O Lord, give us grace to receive grace. Oh Lord, give us grace to ask for grace. O Lord, give us grace to use grace when grace has been given. Now, I could probably walk out right now and just let y'all digest that for the rest of the week. Then he took up his pack and uh, he went away, having preached probably the s- shortest sermon anybody had ever heard. The Lord has given us grace. Amen? turn with me to uh, first chapter of John and not only has he given it but we've received it first chapter of John verse 16 this is the verse that I don't know if I read it somewhere or besides the Bible I don't know if someone mentioned it to me but that It's just, I can't get off of it. And so I asked the Lord to begin just revealing to me, what is in this for for me? And um, uh, the New King James uh, uh, renders it this way, and of his fullness we have all received and grace for grace. The NIV, which which I like, at, the, at least the 1984 at 1983 version. Uh, 2006, they changed some things, and I don't like I don't like it. But I like the 1983 NIV. From the fullness of his grace, we have all received one blessing after another. I like that. Wow. From the fullness of his grace we have all received one blessing after another. And I dug out Sarah's uh, old Amplified Bible and I want to read it from that because when I did this back in January, I I looked at uh, this back in January I said, wow! And there's so much in that. For out of his fullness, abundance, We all received, all had a share, and we were all supplied with one grace after another and spiritual blessing upon spiritual blessing and even favor upon favor and gift heaped upon gift. Did you hear that? Grace after grace spiritual blessing upon spiritual blessing, favor upon favor and gift, heaped upon gift, all from the fullness of His grace. All that from the fullness of His grace. Now let's back up just a little bit. I want to read from uh, still in John chapter 1. So where does this fullness come from? And why are we entitled to... Actually, why have we laid hold of it? We've we've laid hold of that grace. Sometimes I don't even think we realize that. I know for me, this is an eye-opening thing for me. So back at the beginning of the first chapter of John, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word being who? Jesus, okay. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. We sang about that this morning. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. In the beginning refers to here of the creation. He was with God in the when it says in the beginning in Gen, in Genesis. It's it's the triune God, it's the Godhead there. Father, Son, and Spirit together at creation. We're talking about the triune God, the Father, Son, and Spirit, and the fullness of God being present at creation. Now, the fullness hasn't gone anywhere. It's still here. His fullness is here. On down in chapter 12 and verse 13. Same chapter, chapter 1. Now I said verse 12 and 13. Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God to those who believed in his name. That's that's you and I as believers. That's that's the way he's talking about. To those who, that's you and I as believers. We have accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Now we're children of God. We are sons and daughters of the Lord Most High. We've become new new creations, as Paul says. If anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old is gone, the new has gone. We're we're brand new. We're sons and daughters now because of accepting Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Look at verse 14. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father full of grace and truth Jesus came among us full of what grace and truth He came to us full He came to us full of grace and truth Now stay with me cuz I want to go to some other scriptures um That Paul wrote in Ephesians chapter 1. Let's turn there. Ephesians chapter 1. That talks about this fullness. We're going to be at verses 22 and 23. 22 and 23. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church which is his body, that's us, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. So God has placed everything under Jesus' feet, appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his fullness, his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. Now, Colossians, chapter 1. Flip over past uh, Philippians into Colossians. I used to have to say General Electric Power Company to keep those books straight in my mind. General Electric, which comes first? Gen- okay, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians. Colossians. Chapter, verse 19. Verse 19 and 20. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him and through him to reconcile to himself all things whether things on earth or things in heaven by making peace through his blood shed on the cross the greatest work of of grace that ever was happened on the cross. The Father wanted all His fullness to come right here in our midst. All His fullness to come right here in our midst. Same book, chapter 2, Colossians 2. And I really like these two verses here, verses 9 and 10. Because it it reinforces what John has already declared to us in chapter 1 of John. For in Christ all the fullness of the deity, that's the Godhead, that's the triune God, lives in bodily form, and you have been given fullness in Christ who is head over every power and authority. you, You realize what that means? That fullness from the Father to the Son to us, that fullness He has given. From the fullness of His grace, we have all received one blessing after another. Not that we will receive. Not that it might come. But we have received. We already have it in our hands. It's it's already in us. That fullness as believers, it's it's right here. It just, just sits right here in us. That fullness sits in us. The Father was pleased to place all the fullness of Himself into His Son and gave Him, His one and only Son, to us to bring that fullness to all who would receive Him as the Son of God. Believers have this fullness. And He gave it to us. And it's ours. It's ours. Now I want to break down that word fullness. There's only two parts to it. Full and ness. The Greek word is uh, pleroma. Uh, P-L-A-Y is, is the uh, phonetic spelling. R-O-M-A-H. Pleroma. It means completion. It means abundantly plentiful. Uh, present in large quantity. It means inexhaustible. It means it, it can never be used up. That's what fullness means. The Webster's definition of full says uh, it says um, it's complete, being at the highest or the greatest degree, and having abundance. Now that adding that little suffix ness, I got captivated, captivated by that little suffix. So I just look up the word "ness." If you're not careful, all you see is, uh, is a body of water, <laughs> because that's the British translation, Loch like Ness. Um, but this is what "ness" means. "Ness" is a suffix that denotes a state of being, and a state. When you're in a state of being, it, it doesn't change. And since it denotes what, so what it denotes is always being full, never giving out. That fullness never gives out; it's always in a state of being full. It never gets out. It is a. It's continual. Fullness is his. Fullness is full, always. From the Father to the Son to us, we have the fullness. We never run dry. It never gives out. I'm going to apply this to another scripture that we're all familiar with and look at that word, "nest." so maybe we can get an indication more of what ness means in our life. And that's Galatians 5, 22 and 23, where it talks about the fruit of the Spirit. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Kindness is a state of being kind, and it indwells you through the Holy Spirit. It is forever part of you whether you feel like being kind or not. The kindness is there. It's part of the fullness that comes from His grace. It never runs out. Goodness is a state of being good and it indwells you through the Holy Spirit. It is forever a part of you whether you feel like being good or not. Because... The full, the the goodness never runs out. We can say the same for faithfulness. It is a state of being faithful, forever being faithful. It indwells you through the Holy Spirit. It is forever a part of you, whether you feel like being faithful or not. It is there. It's in us to be faithful. The same full gentleness and indwells you. Whether you feel like being gentle or not, it is already a part of you, of us, of me. Do I always operate in it? No. The same holds true for love and for joy and peace and patience. It's, it's all there, it, it's never gone. So from his fullness, we see that from a state of being full, for of forever being full, we have received, King James says, grace for grace, one blessing after another. And we know that the, the simple definition for, for grace that uh, most people use is unmerited favor. We haven't earned it in any way. It's a work on the cross. We haven't earned that grace. It's unmerited favor. And You look up favor and, and it talks about blessings and benefits and giftings and, and um, just uh, abundantly more than we can ever ask or imagine. That's, that's God's favor on us. We never run out of grace because of His fullness. That is now in us because He said we've received the fullness. We never run out of blessings because of His fullness. We never run out of His favor because of His fullness. We never run out of gifts because of His fullness. We never run out of His benefits because of His fullness in our life. never run out of his love because of his fullness in our life. We never run out of his forgiveness because of his fullness. We should never reach a state of where we think, well, I just can't forgive because the forgiveness has never run out on us. It's never run out on us. Thank goodness. So how can... What can I do with all this fullness? This grace, the blessings, the favor, the benefits. How, how, how can I apply that in my life as a child of God now? I mean, it's, it, it, it's right there. I mean, it's... Let me... There's no lid on it. You know, I, I have a dog named Truck. And I named him Truck because I didn't think I'd ever have a truck. And, you know, it's a man, a dog, and his truck. And uh, so I said, well, I'm a man. I got my dog. <laughs> his name is Truck. Uh, but now my, my dad gave me his truck, so I just got to get it back down here. 1975 Dodge. Um, no. No a man a man truck and truck uh, but i have these treats for him and they're in a, a a bucket and they're they're for his hips they got uh glucosamine in them and he uh, i give him one a day sometimes two and um uh, but and he loves them i mean he he loves them Oh um, uh no, no he he, he he just loves the, they like a peanut butter flavor, you know. So I'll go, I said, you want a bone? And so I, I go and I open the, and I keep them closed up. If I if I kept the lid off, he'd just devour everything. But uh, I take the lid off, I bring one out, not every time, but a lot of times I'll, I'll have him go through things to get a hold of it. I'll have him sit, I'll have him speak. I say, say Morris, he never does. <laughs> <laughs> I say, speak, he barks, and I'll place it on the bridge of his nose. And he will keep it there until I go. And then he'll flip that thing off and catch it and eat it. Now if he's in a real big hurry and he's really salivating, he'll flip it and miss it. But most of the time he'll catch it. There's no lid on the fullness that God's given us. We don't have to go through anything to get it. It is there forever. The fullness of his grace is there and all the benefits that go with it. It's, there's nothing we have to do to grab hold of it. The word John said, it's already in us. We've received it. If I don't say anything today, you're going to know that the fullness of grace indwells you today. The fullness of Him indwells us today. So in my life, so how do I apply it? First, you've got to acknowledge that. I don't have to take the lid off to get this. I, I don't have to jump through hoops to get this. Just, you've received it, act on it. Well, I'm not worthy. The cross took care of that. I'm not worthy of all this grace. I'm not worthy of all these benefits. The cross, the blood took care of all that. So don't don't use that. You can't use that as an excuse. I think sometimes, and this has been me at times, I don't want to recognize the grace because... That means i got to give grace for this person over here that, oh, you know, I I just don't know about that. But it's there. Grace has been extended to me. Why shouldn't I extend grace over here? You know, I used to say, and, and this is very current with me, I used to say in certain situations in my life through the years... Well, the grace is lifted. I tell you what, the Lord is taking me through a paradigm shift on that. How can grace lift when grace never gives out? When grace is never gone? So I'm thinking through situations in my life where I, I've kind of and almost used that as an excuse for going on somewhere else. Oh, grace is lifted from that situation. Man, I'm over here now. And 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 this is just me. I'm not I'm not speaking about what's happened in your life. I think you have to take this case by case. It wasn't that grace lifted. See, it's grace for grace, blessing after blessing that that fullness is available to us. One the grace lifted off of that is that he gave me grace to go do this. Now He gave me grace to be in this situation. He gave me grace to, to walk graciously from that into what else he has for me. Not talking about running away from a situation. I'm talking about His grace comes. Um, I may be getting ahead, but I'm, I'm going to cover this now. When the Lord called me into full time ministry in 1999, actually, the call came in 98. It took me five or six months just to catch up to it. I was running a business in Moultrie, Georgia for. Uh, the company I worked with I was a branch manager. I took the, some of you might have heard this, but I, I took the job knowing they were in the hole. So I was going to have to lift this, this uh, branch out of being way deep and uh, not making money. And uh, it was hard. We made we made some movement, made changes, but as the quarters w- went on through 1999, it became very evident that listen, the, the best thing is to close this business now. No one else wanted to take it. They checked with other branch managers. You you want to relocate and take? uh nope, nope. no, <laughs> don't want that. <laughs> I sat with uh, other heads of, of in the company uh, from Macon, from Atlanta. Uh, and, and then another one in Albany, and each one said, No, thank you. Not interested. So we closed it down. It was painful. I'm thinking, Well, the grace is lifted. But what I didn't know is all during 1998, God was giving me the ability to see that He's got grace for me to walk into full time ministry, to leave. The security of a guaranteed salary, benefits, health, retirement, gave me the grace to walk away from it. But for years, and Sarah will attest to this, I couldn't pass through is where I was, I couldn't even drive through motor without, I mean, feeling like a failure. It wasn't until I realized it was out of the fullness of his grace that he wanted Morris over here doing this. It's just a matter of realizing it's there and accepting it and, and applying it in your life. When, when uh, I picked up my family and moved to California in 1979, it was the fullness of the grace that allowed me to do that. My son was four months old say was four months. Old. Jennifer and Amy were just little girls. When the Lord told me to move back to Georgia, it was out of the fullness of his grace that we came back in 1987. He spoke to me in 1984 to move back. I met a whole lot of opposition in the church that we helped go out there and help plant. But it was the fullness of his grace that he gave me. I was obedient to him. And move back to Georgia. And I'm glad we did. It was the fullness of His grace, as I said, that called me into full time ministry and accepting that. It was the fullness of His grace that I ran for public office in Albany in 2005 and actually, actually won. It was the fullness of his grace that allowed me those four years. And I used to say, again, well, the grace is lifted. It's time for me to not run for that office. See how recent this But it wasn't. It's that his, his, the grace was there. He was giving me grace to move into another destiny that he has for my life. I'm hoping you're thinking of examples in your own life where you see that His fullness of His grace has lifted you from here to here to here to here. Because that's what He does out of His fullness. We go from destination to destination with Him out of the fullness of His grace. We go from, and I like to say, and I like from adventure to adventure with Him. Out of the fullness of his grace. But we can also go from tribulation to tribulation with him out of the fullness of his grace. We go from blessing to blessing, from favor to favor, from gift to gift with him. We have already received all the fullness to operate in our gifting, it's there. I know uh, some last year, uh, I think it was last year, uh, the pastor was talking about our giftings, trying to stir us up into our gifting. All the fullness of grace that you need to operate in whatever gift that God's get. it's there. That fullness is there for you just to step into that gifting, whether it's hospitality, whether it's serving, whether it's uh, giving words of knowledge, uh, prophesying, the fullness is there. You just have to There it is. There's no lid on it. You haven't got to jump through hoops to get it. I used to be very shy. Even after my Sarah and I got married, we're coming up on 45 years ago in June. One time she went to my pastor and told on me out of the fullness. Maybe it was a lack of grace. No, no one. (laughs) If you can't do something with this man, (laughs) it was when. Out of the fullness of his grace, we were traveling to California, and I would just sit there and drive mile after mile and not say a word to her. John screaming in the back seat, the girls doing their thing, Amy's drawing on the window with crayons, and we get to a rest stop. Uh, unbeknownst to me, Sarah's already tattled on me, which is a g- oh high thing. Oh, she did Okay, how things are going? So. Russ and I are in the restroom together and he says, listen. (laughs) You need to start talking to your wife. It's a long way to California. See, even out of the fullness of grace can come correction. I thought of this earlier and just remembered it. Timothy instructs Paul instructs Timothy, and he talks about all the scriptures being God-breathed and useful for correction, for rebuking, for teaching, for training in righteousness. And that's at the end of chapter 3. You go into the next chapter, and we're the one that put chapters there, but the same thought is there about being uh, instant, in season and out of season, and and talks again about uh, correcting and rebuking. But it says, with great patience and careful instruction. It's not that you've run out of grace for this situation. It's that now it's time, out of the fullness of grace, to bring careful instruction. With great patience and careful instruction to bring correction or rebuke. But that's how it's done. And there's grace there for us to do that. I haven't always done that. I haven't always corrected and rebuked with great patience and careful instruction. Because I, I forgot to pick up the fullness that's there for me. Does that make sense? Everybody with me? When Sarah and I were in Russia... Uh, and it's just now as I think back on these things that uh, this verse from 1 John 16, out of the fullness of His grace, we've received one blessing after another, or grace for grace. We were in a situation with the college students, medical college students there, and uh, the senior missionaries asked us to take the meeting and just after some time of prayer and worship, just worshiping the Lord, she said, I think Mars and Sarah have, have something for you guys. And I'm looking up, what? what? <laughs> really? So I, I look at Sarah, do you have anything? She said, I don't have anything. <laughs> but out of the fullness of his grace come two things. Split them into Groups. Sarah, pray for one. I pray for the other. And the two groups he gave me, he said, those who feel like they're lacking faith in a situation, and for those that are looking for answers in situations. And so we do. Um, I mean, that's what I heard. That's what we did. Sarah's praying over here for the, for those that feel like they lack faith. Over here, I've got a line of. Uh, uh, people, men and women, young students, from uh, from Africa, from uh, uh, from uh, Nigeria, Malaysia, India. Uh, some some are Russian, and I could see this guy toward the back of the line, and I knew I knew God was doing something. See, that's the fullness when you recognize. You're going to have a word for him. I think, okay. So the closer he gets, it's like the stronger the anointing, the fullness, the anointing comes. And when he got to me, he didn't get it. I don't believe he even got a chance to tell me anything what was happening in his life. I said, the Lord says, you're walking down the street and you want to go around this corner. Don't go around the corner. That's all I said to him. I said, I don't know what all that means. I'm just being faithful to tell you, do not go around the corner. Keep going straight. And uh, about four days later, we're getting ready to pack up and, and head to Moscow and then fly out a couple of days later. He calls a senior missionary and said, listen, I've got to talk to there I've got to talk to him. Now we're in the midst of packing. It's late afternoon. We're We're catching a... Um, midnight train to Jordan, No, midnight train to uh, Moscow. And he wants to come over and talk to us. We're trying to get—we got stuff scattered all over. Our room. We're trying to get things packed up. So he comes, and his name is—they uh, call him O2. That's actually his last name. That's, his name is Kepi, K E P P Y O2 O T U from Nigeria, and he starts sharing his life, and he said, when you said, don't go around the corner, he said, I was about to quit medical school and go and change my course of life and go into um, uh, law, and so he thanked us. And I think he's in his senior, that was in 2013. I think he's about in his senior year now in medical school. And he's part of the, uh, um, he participates part of some of the leadership things happening there within their little church of college students. Out of the fullness of his grace, you may have word for a stranger you've never even met. That you walk up to and say. You don't know me. But God has got something for you. And I'm here to share it. That's happened. I was praying. And this is recently. I hope the missionary couple. That we went to see in Mexico. uh, The senior missionary plus. The ones in training there. uh, uh, some of you helped. Uh, Lydia is her name. She's the one that had the uh, traumatic pregnancy and the baby was born early. And, and we as a church sent them some funds to help the costs. And They may be here. Uh, I know he and Pastor have uh, uh, talked. And they, they may, uh, they're trying to, get, they will be back stateside. They want to come and thank this church for all that we did for them. So I'm hoping that works out. You get to meet them. But they had the little child that was born, they named Oren, O-R-I-N. I think it's I-N. E-N-R-I-N, Oren. And so while we were there, they gathered all the, the children. We'd been in their home um, and had an evening meal together, and they gathered all their children and said, we want you to lay hands on our children and pray for them. So they they line up from the oldest, and they'll be boop, boop, boop. So we do, we pray, we have certain words for them, an encouragement. And Lydia comes up holding little Oren, and he's, he's still kind of sickly. Um, and the Lord says, prophesy over him that he will be head and shoulders above everyone. I said, really? Here's this little old baby. I mean, yeah, scrawny, Sarah said. He's scrawny. So I lay my hands. I said, uh, I don't understand it, but he will be, whether it's in statue, I don't know, but in the name of Jesus, he will be head and shoulders above everyone in the spirit realm and in his life and as an example. So we get through praying, and Tynan looks at me. He said, do you, do you know... While we named him Orin, and what Orin means, I said, no. He said, it means pine tree. (laughs) The tallest of the trees around there in Mexico, I mean, head and shoulders above any other tree there. I said, wow. From the fullness of his grace. as i think back time and time again <laughs> it's out of the fullness of his grace we every single believer out of the fullness of his grace has received gift and giftings that we're just not we're just not using but it's there as a teacher as an instructor As an encourager. Being generous. From the fullness of His grace, we have already received the ability to operate in our gifting. The gifting was given In its fullness to us. From the fullness of his grace. We've already been given the ability to operate in his favor. His favor is upon us. Someone once gave me a definition of favor. When God's favor is upon you. It's an invitation to an assignment. Think of Mary when God said, My favor is upon you. Her her assignment was to carry the Christ child. When we are operating in God's favor, it's because He is calling us to something in His kingdom purposes that He Wants us to fulfill for him. And it's there out of his fullness. We need to realize that. From his fullness. Nothing never ever diminishes. I have to go back and buy those biscuits for my dog that he loves so much. We don't have to go back anywhere to keep in the fullness. You know, there's a song that just came to memory, and we've sung it here before. But it says, if his grace was an ocean, I would be sinking. That's the fullness. That's the fullness. It was the grace of his fullness that blind Saul became seeing Paul. Out of the fullness of his grace. And if you read what all Paul went through, you can see at the fullness of his grace, he he received 39 lashes five times, he said, but he rose out of it. It was out of the fullness of his grace, being stoned and left for dead, Paul rose out of that. It was out of the fullness of his grace that Paul was chosen to take the gospel message to the Gentiles. Thank goodness Paul recognized that. The fullness of his grace, the fullness of his grace, the fullness of his grace. I don't think I've comprehended it yet fully even though it's there even even though I, I've operated from time to time out of the fullness of his grace I want it I want to learn that it's there in every circumstance in every situation That the fullness of his grace is right there in my checkbook. (laughs) That the fullness of his grace is right there in my marriage relationship. That the fullness of his grace is in friendships that may have seemed to go to the wayside. But God is restoring Father, give us the realization that out of the fullness of your grace that we've already received to appropriate it daily, moment by moment in our lives. We can get so caught up emotionally sometimes that we... The fullness of the grace can just kind of. Listen, we're flesh and blood, and He knows that. We're fragile. And we all get out of the kilter. We, We. we. Oh, as Mike said, the wheels can come off sometimes. But out of the fullness of His grace, He says yes but we're going on. Mm. I'm going to go back to that prayer of the peddler and leave us with that this morning. And if I don't know why I wrote this down, but if there's someone here that's um, worrying about something, I want to pray for you this morning, um, because it's out of the fullness of his grace that those... worries are not for us because he tells us to be anxious for nothing but if, if, if there's something that you think oh man I've... Sarah and I were talking I think it was this week we were traveling doctor going to Albania doing something and we were talking about uh, what happens when you, you, you just feel like, okay, God, where are you in this? I, where are you? <laughs> I, I don't sense you. I don't feel you. What's happening with this? And I said, you know, to me, in times like that, when in our flesh, because that's what we are, we get sidetracked, we get not necessarily depressed, but we say, I just don't see this coming to an end yet. Or, you know, Where's the light at the end of the tunnel? That's the most famous thing we're looking for, you know, that I'm getting through this. I said, you know, it's then that we need to think back on all his blessings and benefits we've already received. And give thanksgiving. All he's done for us up to this point. If he's done all that, this is nothing for him. When you think about all the times he's met needs, benefit after benefit, grace after grace, forgiveness after forgiveness, whatever we're walking through right now, out of the fullness of his grace, you walk through it. Oh Lord, give us grace to feel our need of grace. Oh Lord, give us grace to receive grace. Oh Lord, give us grace to ask for grace. Oh Lord, give us grace to... To use grace when grace is given. Amen. Amen. Um, again, if 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 if, if they, um, I want to turn off my mic. But if if someone's the the situation or circumstance, and you you're worrying, I want to pray for you this morning. I want to lay hands on you and pray. And um, uh, just want to do that. I feel like I'm supposed to do that. Amen? Yeah, go ahead. There's a, a Churchill quote. I love Churchill. I love his history, all he went through. And he, uh, I found this quote. And who knows? Who all? Know, he had a lot to worry about during World War II. I mean, he was champion for Great Britain. He said, "When I look back on all these worries, I remember the story of the old man who said on his deathbed that he had had a lot of trouble in his life, most of which had never happened." Anyone that needs prayer this morning? Bill and Carol, y'all come up too. Anyone that needs prayer, y'all please pray for them. Hallelujah.
1: Speak hard. Fred. <laughs>
0: needing prayer. Hallelujah. Well, may you all go in the fullness of His grace in every aspect of your life. Amen? Amen. Amen. Be blessed.